Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Well, it goes without saying that uh, 2020 was a very tough year for many businesses, and unfortunately, a number were forced to shut down operations altogether. However, as uh, you know, we often see in difficult times like this, um, that provides opportunity for some people. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell, and uh, of course, a pleasure to be back with you on Chicago's Legal Latte. On today's podcast, we're going to provide some information for those of you who uh, might actually see this as an opportune time to start a business or perhaps merge with another as we discuss the process for selecting the appropriate corporate entity if you're going to go down that path. I'm particularly pleased today to welcome a new contributor to the series, Attorney Frank Portera of Lavelle Law. Um, First time with us. He's going to share some information. So, Frank, First of all, thanks for taking the time to join me today. Of course. Thanks, Jim. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now, uh, for somebody thinking about starting a business, why you know, why is it a good practice to create some sort of formal entity around that? Sure. Um, it's always a good idea to begin thinking about starting a formal entity and filing with the Secretary of State because liability purposes liability protection and asset protection. Um, You know, if you're operating just as a sole proprietor, you open yourself up to personal liability. Any contracts that you enter into, any deals that you make, you're going to be personally liable for unless you're entering into those contracts or those deals on behalf of a corporate entity. And when we talk about a corporate entity, what 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 are we talking about there? What does that mean, and, and what are some of the options that might be available? Sure. Uh, the most common options are, of course, a corporation and a limited liability company, or an LLC as we refer to it. Um, those are definitely the two most popular options. There are others. Uh, those are more for estate planning purposes, but LLCs and corporations are definitely the way to go. And we're going to talk a little bit, if we get some time here, about the differences and advantages of each. But let me let me just pull back here for a minute because I'm sure some listeners, you know, might get a little uh, thrown off when we use the term starting a business. Um, you know, their endeavor might really just be them working alone out of the home. They're not going to have an office. They're not going to have employees. Um, should someone like that still create a corporate entity? Yeah, definitely. They they can always create a corporate entity, um, an LLC could be easier for them as it's more flexible. Uh, There's not so much reporting to the state. An LLC would be good for that kind of person. Um, But the main thing, as we said before, is liability protection. Uh, If anything, God forbid, does happen um, to the LLC, if there's any creditors, they can only go after what the LLC owns, not what the individual owner owns, but only what is in the name of the LLC. A very, very important point there as we uh, work our way through the, the discussion today. All right, so uh person wants to start a business individually or with a couple of other people, um, you know, they're concerned a little bit about their ability to do this. Um, forming a corporate entity, making choices may be a little intimidating. What, what does the process really entail? Yeah, so we have a good process here 
Uh, first, we start out with, of course, talking with the client and educating to them on the decisions that need to be made. Uh, we have a nice form uh, formation questionnaire that we send to all of our clients, have them review it, complete it, and you know, call us with any questions that they may have. But that formation questionnaire gives me all the information I need to properly form the company with uh, with the state, the IRS, and all the other agencies that uh, need to be need to be formed. Um, so really, that LLC or corporate formation questionnaire gets the ball rolling for us. And uh, again, taking the view of uh, the young entrepreneur or even older entrepreneur who's looking to do this, um, they understand the process a little bit now, understand the need. What about costs? Is this something that's going to be kind of prohibitive for someone just starting up from ground zero? Sure. Yeah, there's um, there's a filing fee, obviously, with the Illinois Secretary of State, and I guess I can get into more of, of what our services, what our services are. Uh, for a flat fee, uh, plus the cost of filing, we offer a total formation of a company, whether it be an LLC or a corporation. Uh, first, we start by filing the articles of either organization for an LLC or articles of incorporation for a corporation with the Illinois Secretary of State. Um, so we file with them, and there's a filing fee that goes along with that. It's about $250. Um, and then from there, we get the articles back from the state, we obtain a federal employer identification number from the IRS. And then from there, depending on how the entity is set up, whether there's any employees and how many owners there are, uh, we may have to file um, for, for uh, Illinois business income tax with the Illinois Department of Revenue and even register with the Illinois Department of Employment Security. Yeah, and, and those are all uh, important steps that as a business owner you learn about and, and things that need to get done. But we'll talk as we go through the conversation today a little bit about the value of having a, a legal advisor like yourself on board. Um, you, you talked about LLCs. You talked about corporations. could be S-corporation, C-corporation, and you know others. Let's talk about some differences and similarities. And, and one of the things that impacts uh, businesses are taxes. So does the choice of which entity you choose to go with impact taxes down the road? Yeah, definitely. Um, so corporations can either be taxed by default as a C corporation, which allows for double taxation. Uh, the corporation will pay tax on the income it receives, and then if it distributes profits out to the shareholders, they also have to pay taxes on that income. Um, if you meet the requirements for an S corporation, you can elect to be taxed as an S corporation, whereby there would be pass-through uh, taxation. Only the shareholders would have to pay taxes on any income they receive. Um, for an LLC, there's a couple different ways, which is, which again is nice, going off of what I said earlier about the flexibility of an LLC. Um, by default, a single member of an LLC is taxed as a disregarded entity, meaning that any income that the LLC um, any income that the LLC has during the year would flow through to the individual owner and be reported on his or her personal income tax return. Um, if there's two or more owners in the LLC by default, that's taxed as a partnership. Again, that still flow through taxation. Um, LLCs can also be treated as S corporations or C corporations for income tax purposes. 
and this is all part of what uh, you might work through with them to help make the right decision. And, and if you're uh, just joining us, I'm, I'm uh, really uh, having a great conversation today, first time with Attorney Frank Perterra. Uh, Frank is, in, is involved with the business law practice group at Lavelle Law. And uh, while it's our first chance to talk to him on the podcast, you can get further acquainted by checking out his profile page at lavellelaw.com. Uh, like like all the attorneys uh, at Lavelle Law, Frank can be reached at 847-705-7555 if you want to follow up on topics we won't get to today. Um, Frank, earlier I, I posed a question about someone going into business on their own, and you've mentioned um, you know partners. So what about those who are thinking of having one or even more partners? Um, what's the recommendation for them and, and how they might pursue this process? Sure. Yeah, the, the formation process is, is similar no matter how many partners you have, but after the formation and once we get the LLC or corporation off the ground running, um, that would be a good opportunity for us to speak with the individual owners and the owners altogether about operating agreements for LLCs and shareholder agreements for corporations. And if those individuals, two or more, are actually family members, does that change anything, or do they each get treated as just a, a separate uh, partner or owner within that company and, and gets handled in, in much the same way as if they weren't family members? Yeah, no matter what, if there's two or more owners, um, it's always a good idea to have some kind of agreement in place just because you never know what could happen. Um, you know, there's always people on good terms, um, and they don't think they need an agreement in place, but something could break bad in the end. So um, whether it be a very simple you know, agreement between, you know, a husband and a wife or uh, two brothers that are going into business together, we could do that. Um, if it's for more, you know, business relationship partners, we could definitely do a more comprehensive agreement just to lay out, you know, the internal rules and procedures how taxes are going to be distributed, how major decisions are going to be made within the company, um, and other things like that. Now, um, you mentioned earlier filing paperwork with the Secretary of State in Illinois and Department of Illinois Department of uh, Employment Security and Department of Revenue. Um, is it always uh, there's always a registration with the state, and and is it possible to register or form? Yeah, or to form in a state other than where you register. Yeah, a lot of times you hear um, about Delaware, Delaware being kind of the national corporate law. Um, we do form some companies in Delaware if those clients do have aspirations of, you know, bringing on um, outside investors or, or, or going more towards a national um, presence than just locally. Mm -hmm. So we can definitely form out-of-state companies Another thing is um, for real estate holding companies, if someone has a vacation home in, say, Wisconsin or Florida or Michigan, it's a good idea to put those real estate, those uh, properties in the name of an LLC if you're renting that out. That way, if anything happens, again, for liability purposes, um, a creditor can only get to what that LLC owns. So if we form a Florida company to hold title to a rental condo, uh, we would probably just form that as a Florida LLC because it doesn't really have any legal presence in Illinois. And uh, we've, we've talked about the process of forming a legal entity. Once that's done, 
um, and the business is established, what, what are some of the ongoing reporting or compliance issues that uh, business owners need to be aware of? Um, each year, corporations in Illinois and LLCs in Illinois, they have to file what's called an annual report. And for corporations and LLCs, they're pretty similar. The Secretary of State wants an update as to the address of the company, the names of the officers and the board of directors for the corporation, and then for LLCs, they want to know the names and addresses of the managers. Um, for corporations, again, there's a little bit more reporting that goes into it just because um, the Business Corporation Act provides for you know, paid-in capital, share information, all stuff that we can talk to clients about if they do decide to form a corporation. Um, but you need to tell the Secretary of State about any changes in issued or authorized shares. Um, LLCs are pretty quick. They just want to know the addresses, managers, corporations for franchise tax purposes, which, by the way, Illinois is kind of phasing out, um, phasing out the franchise tax but the Secretary of State still needs to know a couple things about this, the stock information of the corporations. Um, we've got a minute or so left here, Frank, and I, I, you know, we, it sounds like we're encouraging people to work through an attorney like yourself uh, to get this done right, um, to set up a corporation. Um, talk just briefly, if you would, about the importance of, of establishing a relationship with a good business attorney, not, not just at the start, but how that helps a, a corporate entity going forward into the future. Yeah, of course. So it's always good to have a knowledgeable and a reliable attorney in your back pocket in case anything comes up. You know, we're just a phone call away, and we're always happy to help. Um, whether it be Lavelle Law serving as your company's registered agent throughout the year, um, we would help you prepare the annual reports for corporations. I forgot to mention, under the Business Corporation Act, they need to hold annual meetings so we help also prepare annual meeting minutes to be compliant under the Business Corporation Act. But besides that, you know, legal issues pop up um, all the time, and it's always good to have a relationship with an attorney that's close by, um, easy to easy to get a hold of, and you know, always willing to help. Well, I certainly uh, appreciate uh, you taking the time today, Frank, to be with us. Great first conversation, and look forward to having more with you here on the podcast. Um, again, Frank Viterra at Lavelle Law, um, outstanding advice today, and you can get more of that if you have questions at 847-705-7555. And as always, um, plenty of information at LavelleLaw.com. Check out the page there on the uh, Business Law Practice Group and others. Uh, we encourage you to take a look and give them a call. Frank, thanks so much for being here. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And uh, we will be back with another episode soon. Thanks.